I've been driving all night, got 400 miles to go. Got the pedal to the metal and Vince skill on the radio. I just went through Texarkana, heading down to San Antonio. But that's the life of the trucker driving his lonesome road. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff and Gary Rayburn. And yes, we have an awesome program for you today. And as you can tell by the intro music, we're not your typical church. We are a church without walls, a church out of the box. We send the gospel message all across America. We not only use radio programs, we use the truckers to help spread the gospel all across the country with our CD ministry. So if you'd like to find out more, give us a call at 618 618- 383-2107. We want to send you some of our CDs and you can partner with us to spread the gospel to your family, your friends, and your community. Now sit back and enjoy today's program. Then call the radio station and tell them how much you enjoyed today's program. Probably get lucky down around San Antonio. Find a long star, honey, that would like to come this rigor on. Ah, but you know that kind of loving, it will only wreck your home. It's the life of a trucker driving as a lonesome road. Yeah, I said, drive, trucker, drive. You better run for your life. She's a devil in disguise and she's gonna ruin your life Well it can't be the money that keeps me on the run It's that white line fever that keeps me on the road Yeah, I said drive, trucker drive You better run for your life She's a devil in disguise and she's gonna ruin your life can't be the money that keeps me on the run It's that white line fever that keeps me on the road boy Hey, Breaker 1-9 How's that looking over your shoulder there, buddy? Come on back, anybody got your ears on out there? declared a war I'll fight this battle Lord because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you you died for me though I led such a shameful life grace has set me free so I'm honored battles 
that was uh, from our very first three-fold chord conference in 2013. And it's a message that uh, I shared with the folks uh, that came to the conference that year, and it's called I Am a Soldier. And before we get into that message, I've got a great song from my good friend, Galen Taylor called Two Ordinary Men, and it goes along with our message today. So here's uh, Joe Arview to sing a song that Galen Taylor was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write called Two Ordinary Men. Mm-hmm. 
Just two ordinary men, strong hands upon the wheel. We made our living hauling freight, cattle, grain, and steel. We were cold, hard, and calloused from the years out on the road. While the devil held the wheel, we gave our lives to the Lord. But the sinful lives we chose to live came with a dreadful cost. Sin began to drag us down, our families all but lost. Late one night, God spoke to me. He said, this is your last call. If you don't turn to Jesus, into hell you fall I cried out God you know I'm weak I've tried so hard to change sweet Jesus I believe free me from this chains now my buddy he still would not believe he said I need a sign and if God will show that he is real Then I'll walk that line He drove on through that lonely day His heart was cold as steel And then he saw that sign Out in that Midwest field The arms of Christ were open wide Blood dripping from his hands He said, my son, this one's for you Come and be God's man We were just two ordinary men, strong hands upon the wheel. We made our living hauling freight, cattle, grain, and steel. And we were cold, hard, and calloused from the years out on the road. While the devil held the wheel, we gave our lives to the Lord. One man's hands are still on the wheel Our nation's freighty halls He spreads the gospel through this land A preacher he is called Now the other took a different road To that oil patch he was sent Telling men to turn from their sins and To the Lord repent And now we're just too ordinary men Strong hands Standing side by side To bring the gospel to the lost And we were cold, hard and calloused From the years out on the road But now Jesus took the wheel When we gave our lives to the Lord Just two ordinary men That's uh, written by Galen Taylor, given to Galen by the Holy Spirit. God give that to Galen coming down the highway one night from St. Louis to Memphis. And (laughs) Galen called called me the next morning. Man, he was was excited. And uh, he said, man, I just written a a song, I think. (laughs) He wasn't sure. I know. I said, man, it sounds good to me. I think you got something there. I said, 
we need to get that in somebody's hands and see what they can do with it. And Galen got it into Joe Arview and Bill Shell, and you met them guys last night. Well, well, I'll tell you, when we work together, what we can do, working together. And this has been an off, awesome conference, and uh, uh, but ordinary men, two ordinary men, three ordinary men, we're all just ordinary people by ourselves. But boy, I tell you, when you when you put Jesus in the mix, that's when we become mighty men, mighty women of God, and we can do all things that God has called us to do. Anything that God is calling us to do, we can do it because God's in it. And I tell you, this this weekend, man, I believe I know God has birthed some new ministries and and put people on fire to be more than what we think we can be, and. I want to read one scripture, and it's in Luke uh, 14, 23. It says, Then the master said to the servants, Servant, servants, servant, each one of us, Go out in the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for this day. And, Father, we do ask that you bless this service and be with each and every ministry that was... Uh, represented here at this conference, ministries that had planned on coming, and the devil stopped them somehow, Lord, and he tried to stop many of us from coming, but those that persevered and came were blessed and highly favored, and Lord, we just pray for those that didn't make it for whatever reason, Lord, we just pray for their ministries, and we pray that uh, you continue to do this and in our ministries and in our lives and bless us so that we can come together at least once a year, maybe even more, where we can strengthen ourselves for you, for your cause, Lord, reaching, reaching the lost and wayward souls out on the highway. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, I, I got a little message here I want to talk about, uh, and it's about uh, uh, a man some of you know and some of you have never met or heard of, and his name's called Ray Sisk. <laughs> Ray Sisk. See, Ray Sisk is my mentor. Yeah, and your mic ain't on. <laughs> He's Jim Davenport's mentor. Uh, Ray Sisk was doing tape ministries back in when he had a reel-to-reel -reel up in Alaska, uh, making, putting messages out on tape and passing them out. Ray Sisk got saved in, uh, up in Alaska when he was in the Army. Ray Sisk, ever since I've known him, he's been preaching a message about a Christian soldier. <laughs> We're all soldiers for Christ. When we, when we surrender our lives to Christ, we become soldiers for Jesus. And we enlist in this Army. A Christian evangelist soldier. This is Ray Sisk's words right here. He sent out notebooks of uh, blanket of love, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. This is a blanket of love. He wanted to cover us in a blanket of love. If you see a mile marker, pray for a trucker was one of his things that he said. Hey, a Christian evangelist soldier, he is a skilled warrior, dedicated, highly trained, respectful, sacrificial, apt to teach, willing to share, neatly dressed, maintain a well-groomed body appearance. 
He will risk life and limb to rescue a wounded comrade. Follow orders, recruit and train others, learn how to give orders, respect his leaders and peers, not waste time, energy, or faith, give an account for his activities, share his belongings, not abuse his body with addictive substances, study the adversary to have the tactful, tactical advantage, sacrifice his life, fame, and his fortune for his commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ. He knows how to encourage others to become Christians and to teach them to become evangelists. To become a Christian evangelist soldier is a choice you must make for yourself. You got to make a choice. You want to you want to serve the Lord? It's a, it's our choice. Uh, Joe Arview, great great musician, great musician, one of the best around this area. He could be. He could do some amazing things in Nashville, but he refused to go down there and get sucked up into that. And they would, that's the reason he refused to do country. He wanted to play the gospel. He wanted to sing the gospel. He'd done the bar scenes when he was young, but once he got out of that, he sold out to Jesus. He, he joined the army. Uh, me and Joe was talking about it on the radio station the other day, and Joe's uh, talent is a gift. It's a gift from who? It's a gift from God. God gives us gifts to what? To glorify him. But here's the thing. He gives us those gifts to glorify him, but he will allow us to use them in the bars any way that we choose. It's a choice. He gives us those gifts but it's a choice what we do with them. He gives, there's talented people. You go into prisons, and uh, there's people drawing things, making things. Uh, it's, it's all gifts from God. And they choose how to use their gifts. Sometimes I think it had been better if God done it the other way, but then we'd all just be robots, wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. And then God loved us so much that he gave his only son. There's a way out, and it's through Jesus Christ. It's through the blood. It's through the cross. If we accept him and surrender our lives and put our gifts working for God, there's nothing we can't do. Joe Arview, he could have been, he could have been a big singer down in Nashville, and they would have corrupted him and ruined his life and his family, and his boys probably wouldn't be saved. Uh, and this grandson, I mean, that's the choices we make. What are you going to do with this man called Jesus? That's, that's something Russ Beatles preached to me when I, write, when I first got saved. He would make that statement about every Sunday. What are you going to do with this man called Jesus? It's up to us. We make a choice. Yeah. We choose what we're going to do. We can leave here and, and uh, say, man, that was good. I can't wait till next year. Or we can go out and do something that God has called us to do. Ray Sisk, uh, he preached that to me time and time again. Uh, to become a Christian evangelist soldier is a choice you must make for yourself. You must want to. Here's a prayer you will pray from your heart. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I want to be a Christian. Thirteen words. <laughs> That's the prayer that Ray Sisk prayed in Alaska when he gave his life to Christ. That's a simple prayer. But I'll tell you what, if it comes out of your heart, God honors it, 
and he will bless it, and he will use you in ways that you never thought or dreamed possible. Ray Sis talked about starting training to be an evangelist. He, he, he's preached this for ever since I've known him, about starting evangelism schools in our churches, teaching our church people to go out and witness to people. What a concept. I mean, that's not getting a whole ways past the Great Commission. And that's, I try to stay where I'm at with the Great Commission. What else is there? It says the pastor is in, in effect likened to a com company commander. He should be teaching the most important aspect of company, church, evangelism. I'll tell you what, Pastor Mark Shell used to always say, if, if you're busy rowing the boat, you ain't got time to rock it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. If you're busy rowing the boat, you ain't got time to rock the boat. And there's a lot of rocking the boat going on in some churches. And uh, there shouldn't be. If we're too busy doing something for him, man, we ain't going to be finding things wrong with other, what other people are doing. And we need to get busy. And we need to get, get on fire for the Lord and, and do something for Jesus. We need to sign up to be soldiers for Christ. What was uh, Ray's uh, motto? Praise the Lord. I, I should know that by heart, but my, I can't memorize things like George. <laughs> Man, he's something. But uh, others, yes, others, let my motto be. Help me to live for, help me to live for others that I, that, live for that I might live for thee. I might live for Jesus. We need to sign up and be soldiers for Christ. Ray has sent this out right here for years. It says, I am a soldier in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I am a volunteer in this army, I, and I am enlisted for eternity. I will either retire in this army at the rapture or I die in this army, but I will not get out, sell out, be taken talked out or pushed out. I'm faithful, reliable, capable, and dependable. If my God needs me, I am there. If he needs me to teach children, work with the youth, help adults, or just sit and learn, he can use me because I am here. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not have to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. I am a soldier. I am not a wimp. I am in place saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, and building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, foods, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. If I end up with nothing, I will still come out even. I will win. My God will supply all my needs. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Ray Sisk is still 
on the front lines. <laughs> he called me the other day and he said, I'm back, brother. I'm back. The devil had me down for a little while. He's been sick. He's 85 or 83. 83, he's been sick and, and uh, he's in bad health, but he's a soldier. He will not quit. He's back. He's still passing out tracks and sending out blankets of Jesus and and he started a friendship tree of trying to connect all ministries together where they could work together, work together like a threefold cord, working together, strengthening each other. If we would do that, if we just do that, God would raise us up and do, give us something else to do. He will. There, it's just like the steps I talked about. He just keeps raising the bar. God wants to do more with you than you could ever dream or imagine. I'm living proof of that. I am. I started, when I finally surrendered <laughs> to, to start a tape ministry, God called me to start a tape ministry, and I just ran and could not do it. And, and I was driving across I-64, and I heard a message by David Ring. And David Ring's got cerebral palsy, and he, you can't hardly understand him, and and the more you listen to him, the plainer he gets because the Holy Spirit just starts invading you. And he preaches such a strong, convicting message. And at the end of his message, he says, I've got cerebral palsy. What's your excuse? Why aren't you doing what God has called you to do? Whew. Man, I threw my hands up in the air and I said, okay, to God, I surrender. If you can use him, you can surely do something with me. I started to tape ministry I got in a little church that I was in. It went along really good for six months. And then one day I came in and all of our tapes were in a trash bag. The pastor decided he didn't want to do that anymore. Something happened. I, I went and tried to talk to him. He wouldn't talk to me. Refused to talk to me. He said, we're not doing this. We're just not going to do it. And... So I thought, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I called Ray Sisk. I said, Ray, they've shut my tape ministry down. I'm not allowed to do it anymore. I guess I'm just going to have to quit. <laughs> no, I called the right person. <laughs> I called the right person. I was in tears. I was crying. Ray Sis said, son, you done put your hand to the plow. God has called you to do a tape ministry. You can't quit. You got to do a tape ministry. If they won't allow you to do it, you just do one. Any way you can, do it in your house, whatever it takes, you do a tape ministry. God has called you to do it. You've done put your hand to the plow. Many of us has put our hand to the plow. God has called us to do something, and some of us are doing it. And sometimes we do want to quit because the devil, he attacks. He does. But you done put your hand in the plow. Or you may be running like I was, thinking, I can't do this because it's too big. And it is too big. You can't do it. But if God has called you to do it, we can do all things through him. He will give us the strength. He will do it through us. We are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And we, we can do anything that he has called us to do. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. So I started a tape ministry in my house. Just a little bitty thing. 25 tapes a week. Buying them myself. It's about all I could afford. My wife thought I'd lost my mind. Running up and down the stairs, we didn't have a tape duplicator. We heard uh, Gene Davis and his wife wearing out their computer <laughs> because they don't have a tape duplicator. That's, that's, that was me. I was wearing out my legs and the stairs and the, and the two, three tape players that I had that wouldn't even duplicators. They were just tape players. If you had an hour of tape, it, it took you an hour to duplicate it. So I'd put it on, and then you got to go down and turn it over. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Working for God sometimes ain't easy. But boy, is it rewarding. Is it rewarding. Obedience equals blessings. You man, I tell you, you want to be blessed? Serve God. Watch what he can do in your life. Man, it is awesome. It is awesome. So I just want to thank everybody for being here. And this was really on my heart. And I tell you, when, when God lays something on your heart, you, sometimes you just got to get it off. Uh, uh, spent many hours driving down the road, tears driving, falling off my face, running down my cheek, just the Holy Spirit just all over me, speaking to me. And I know many of you have too. Man, is it good? Is it good? Or is God good? God is so good. Hello, Jesus. Yes, it's really me After all the wrong I've done, Lord I guess you're surprised to see me Here at your altar Like a beggar on bended knees Who's come here to beg you, oh Lord Please, please forgive me I can't make it without you, Jesus Yes, I finally see So let me surrender My life to you And Jesus, Jesus, please forgive me I've learned the truth About Satan's so-called good life Oh, it was just a candle It was just a candle Too short to burn through the night Now I'm here in the darkness And I come to you and plead Oh, light my life, oh, light my life And Jesus, please forgive me, oh, please forgive me I can't make it without you, Jesus Yes, I finally see, so let me confess my sins and you Give me eternal life And Jesus, please 
I'll tell you what, Brother Gary was talking about Ray Seals. There can't be enough said about that man. Uh, he's my mentor. I was headed south out of Louisville, Kentucky one time. and I was a mad truck driver. I'm telling you, I was mad. Christmas time, and I wanted to go to Texas, and they were sending me to New Jersey. And I was ready to drop that trailer in the, in the rest area and just take my truck and go home. And I stopped there, and I was really tempted to do that, but I ran in, in the break area right quick, and, and I come out, and I found that little seed. I call it seeds. Somebody had planted a seed on the base of a light post. And I picked it up, and it says, 1965 is Trucker Appreciation Year, Ray and Gene Sis. And I decided to go on, and I was going down to Nashville to pick up a load. And I threw that tape in there. And my life began to change. That blessed me so much, I said, well, if that tape can change my attitude and make a difference in my life, then other tapes can make a difference in somebody else's life. And that's when God called me into the tape ministry. And I thank God he did. And like Gary, I was having to do them one at a time. But one day I got a package in the mail from Ray Sis. And it was a brand new three-tape duplicator. The man just sent them out. Free of charge. He said, Brother Jim, if you ever quit, I want it back. <laughs> Hallelujah. I never quit. He never did get it back. <laughs> Thank God for racist. What's next? You want to do Amy's eyes? Anybody here from North Carolina? Anybody know Amy? Larry Barrett wrote a song about a little blind girl. Her name is Amy, and she lives in North Carolina. And this, this song, don't pay no attention to me singing the song. Just pay attention to the words and, and the principle behind the song. Okay, Amy's eyes. Um, he, he put this song out on his tapes. I'm just telling you what tapes can do. He put this song out, and someone heard it and um, called him and said, can I, can I sing that song? Can I use it? He said, well, it's not my song. You'll have to call Larry Barrett. Larry Barrett said, I've been trying to do something with that song, and I, I haven't gotten anywhere. And this guy recorded it, and it ended up sell, selling over a million copies. See, so you never know who's listening to those CDs. You never know who's listening to those tapes. But somebody can pick it up and, 
and do things, you know, that you're not capable of doing. But God, he's in con- total control. But this is an awesome song, and I think my husband does it very well. <laughs> Praise the Lord. been so exciting the last three or four days the last week uh, 
I mean, I've just been up there. And you know, if you can remember back when you was in school, back at school, and you studied for that test, and you took that test, and you waited on that grade to see if you was going to pass or not. Well, with God, you can take a test over and over and over. If your clay gets a little bit out of, out of shape, you can step back in his rim and he'll shape you up. We're not perfect. We wasn't made to be perfect. Jesus Christ was. And if we'll keep a studying and keep a reading and keep a meeting new Christian brothers and sisters like Jim and Ann Davenport, we are building his kingdom, but we can make a difference today. This conference is going to make a difference in a lot of people's lives. Every one of us has got a job. Let's do it. The devil's not drawing unemployment. He's working hard every minute, and he's got a lot of people working for him. It isn't about me. It's about building his kingdom. One day, we're going to all be in glory. We'll be singing with the angels. Instead of the angels singing, we'll be singing. You know, this right here is good. This wasn't Gary. This was God. I needed this if nobody else needed that. You hear me? Got tears running out of both sides of my cheek right now. But I love Jesus. I'm glad he finally lifted me up out of that trash. I'd sit up there and I'd drink that booze and I'd watch him go to church. I had a preacher stop one night. I was, I was already half drunk. He said, come go to church with me. I just picked up my beer and went and got in the car with him. We went to church. So I know God at that time was working on me. You know, when I got to that church, I was as sober as I could be. But that happened to me. I was sitting there drinking beer, getting drunk, watching people go to church, and the preacher stops and asks me to go to church with him. And I went. And I sat there as long as I could sit there. And finally someone said, has anybody got else to say? I said, hey, hey, me. And I got up and I spoke. Now tell me, that wasn't God. I mean, I sat there for several nights after that drinking beer wondering, why did I do that? What a, I made such a fool out of myself or whatever. But somebody needed to know whether it was me or what. That's just God. He needs us, and he's calling us every day to do more for him, to step out, step out. The man said, Walmart, the cashier's counter, they're so slow anyhow, you know. You can sit there, you can have church. You, you spend more time at them checkout counters than you do in church if you just add it up during the time of week, you know. It's a good time to witness. You ever notice you get to witness in church, you get talking about Jesus. You get talking about God and people look at you. 
they'll come around. But you can sit there and you can talk about Jesus and he draws them. They'll go to the next aisle. They can hear through that aisle. See, they can hear over the groceries and they'll listen to what you got to say. They'll listen to what Jesus has got to say because he puts that anointing on them. Hey, I love you guys. It's been a wonderful weekend. I want, you know, I do it every, every month, you know, if we can get by with it. Why, you know, if Jesus calls us to do it, maybe we'll do it down at your house, Galen, or down at yours, Daryl. But I do what I do. And if it's not good enough, he'll let me step up. Because every time you do something for him, he'll bless you and he'll let you step up. God bless you, folks. Love you. I hadn't planned on saying a word this morning because I felt like that. And that's been said this weekend, but I'm going to tell you, God spoke to me this morning, and I need to share it with you. You know, we've been talking all weekend about networking and helping each other and making things stronger. And, and I'm going to tell you, folks, it gets overwhelming sometimes. You know, I, I work a full-time job. Matter of fact, I work more than a full-time job. Daryl knows what it's like being in management of a trucking company. It's just tough. And sometimes I come home at 8 o'clock at night and think, you know, I've got to make CDs, and I don't feel like doing this. And uh, Gene, Day, uh, Gene and Paula Davis touched my heart this weekend. I've been talking to them off and on for several months, and, and they're, they're on fire for the CD ministry. And they're, they're, they're struggling financially, and they're paying for most of this out of their pocket. And, you know, this morning I was sitting here thinking, what can I do to help them? God had it on my heart. You stood up there and said that you got a package in the mail. Gene and, and Paula are going to get a duplicator sent to them this week. God, God just made that very clear to me. You get on the phone tomorrow and get them a duplicate ordered and have it sent to their house. If we're going to, folks, if we're going to do this, if we're going to make this work, we've got to make some sacrifices. And we've got, it, it's going to have to be financial. It's going to have to be prayer. And we got, we got a partnership. I mean, we got, we, we can talk this talk. But we, we got to get busy. Amen. There's souls being lost out there every day. And we can, we can help get some of them into heaven. You know, Daryl, you, your chaplains, you guys have a mission. Uh, Ray Sisk, I've never met Ray, but but you two, he's touched your hearts. You've touched mine. You old-timers have touched me. <laughs> and it's time we pass it on, folks. We can't let it stop here. We've got to pass it on. We've got to get other folks on, to, on board. And then the time will come, it'll be for them to pass it on. That's all i got. Thank you.
Thank you, Lord. A year or so ago, Sunday school class, the Lord had put a message on my heart, and I'm just going to abbreviate it here. I'm not going to teach Sunday school, but I try to live this message. That's what we need to do. You know, it seems like when we go to church, most of the time, the person up here speaking is trying to motivate Christians. Trying to get you off the seat and get you out there. And the uh, Lord put it on my heart. Uh, who do you think took these letters to the Corinthian church? Do you remember who did that? Titus. Paul wrote them. But Paul took this letter. He said, Jim, I want you to go out here in the camel lot and get you a camel. I want you to ride it down here to the river. And I want you to get on a barge and ride it up to St. Louis. And I want you to go to the church up there, get off the barge, get on another camel, go to the camel lot and get you another camel. And I want you to go tell them Corinthians how the cow ate the cabbage. Because that's what's in this letter. We're going to tell them they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing the way they was taught to do it. They was trying to start their own church and their own thing and still going falling back on uh, the old ways. Now that took a brave man to do that. And while he was up there, he says, by the way, we got some Jews down in Chattanooga. We need some money. You know, give, give us some money for them Jews. He was, he was trying to raise money for the, for the folks down in Jerusalem, the new Christians. But that took an act of faith for Titus to do that twice. To go tell them powerful Christian leaders that they need to get busy and get right. And that's all we're doing. We're just going out and telling the world, you need to get busy, you need to get right. You know, it, this is not new. Pastors trying to motivate the church. Paul had to do the same thing. It's going to go on, I guess, till Jesus comes back. But you know, when I've got something to shout about and talk about, I'm going to talk about it. Because it lives in here. I can't just sit in a pew and get blessed and be a blessed fest. You know, like the pastor says, the chosen frozen. All they do is come in and sit down, bless me, go out and eat, eat Cracker Barrel after church. I don't think there's anybody been here this weekend that's like that. There's people took out their Friday night, their Saturdays, and their Sunday mornings to come and get fed. And, and that's what we've done. So we need to take this and share it. And go out the four walls of this, this chapel. Brother Danny. What a man of God you are. But I told your wife yesterday it's because of her. And it's because of Linda. It's because of my wife. That, that made us stand up finally and be spiritual leaders. But we've, we've picked it up and taken off. And I, and, but I, I just encourage the drivers. That's what Channel 21 is all about. Just encouraging the drivers to go out there and share what God has given them. You know, they pour their hearts out every time they, they hand out a CD. Because I tell them, it's not, it's not, the CD is a track on steroids. The real ministry comes from the, the spirit of the driver that starts witnessing and talking to these, these men and women out there on the road. But uh, I sure appreciate you, Gary. What an awesome job you've done this week. I know it's been a stressful thing. But I thank you, brother. I know you take it, you're humble, and you're like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. Well, you already knew what the Spirit was going to do, and you let him do it. And thank you, my brother. Appreciate you. Bless you, brother.
All right, thank you. Praise God. Gary, uh, if I may, God laid a little message on my heart too this morning. If you go to Matthew 13, there's a parable that Jesus taught. He spoke simple to simple people, and truck drivers like me are simple people. They need to know things simple and easy. And he told the parable of the sower. How many of you know it? We all know it, don't we? The words of that parable are, a sower went out, and he sowed seed. We've all heard messages about what kind of ground we're supposed to be. We've all heard messages about we've got to go out and prepare the fields or reap the harvest. But that's not what Jesus said for us to do. He said, you're keeping the seed in the barn or you're eating the seed, but that's not what it's for. That seed is for sowing. And it's for us, each one of us. We all are sowers. We're not to worry about what the ground is like. We're not to worry about how much the harvest is going to be. All we're called to do is sow the seed. And I am so blessed this weekend to hear of all these people that are going out and sowing the seed. We're not keeping the seed in the barn. May God bless you as you spread God's word. It's our prayer that after you've listened to this CD, it has brought you encouragement that there is hope for a better tomorrow. And if you'd like to ask Jesus into your heart, all you need to do is just pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to come into my heart and save me. I know that you died on the cross for my sins. And I ask you to forgive me and come into my life. I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Hey drivers, we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab and you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web you can listen to all of our radio programs on our website on our broadcast from the past page so check it out and if you ask jesus christ into your heart then give us a call and let us know 
so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Shared the good news wherever I go. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be. And I tell everybody what's happened to me. How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. But I called his name. This chance, could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree, and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross, brokenhearted and lonesome. Lost, I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Brokenhearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. 